Which is that Joe? I don't know. Do you know the Jonas Brothers? I know Joe, Nick, and Kyle. Dude, I was going to say Kevin. Brunch! Hit it, boys! Give me five more minutes. Baby, I'm not finished loving you. I have no idea what that is. It's a foreigner song. Sure. Not a music guy. You know foreigner? Nope. You really don't know foreigner? I don't think so. Damn. I made that joke on the fly, and that was okay. Like If, you, if you'd understood it, that would have maybe been You should have some... known your audience. That's true. Fuck. I keep forgetting. Pete's all the way out on music. <laughs> totally. It's impressive. I'll text him like a song. I'll, I'll text him a song link now, and I'll be like, uh-oh, Moo brought the heat. No response. <laughs> I did send you... Uh, I did send you a music thing last week, and you didn't respond. So, like, what why should? Oh, why do I? Why do I even bother being said, in on music if I'm going to send a link and you're not going to listen to it? You said, and I sent it the the best description or the most enticing, intriguing description you could said ever want. Horny Musgraves. Horny alert. Musgraves alert. <laughs> I found a a Casey Musgraves song with Miguel from like three or four years ago. And oh man! So that. Miguel must have been just like spread. You're, you're the weekend short of like the horniest song that, of all that'd time. Be a crazy horny song. Yeah. So like clearly he sprayed his horny. No, that sounds way grosser yeah. than I wanted it to. He, he his aura right in, in <laughs> soaked her her up or whatever. But like it was, it's a great song. I think it's called Waves. Okay. And it's super horny. Nice. Did we talk about the uh, Casey Musgraves? Uh, relationship development that that popped up in the news no i probably i definitely tweeted about it i did dating zach braff i did a little uh virtue signaling oh you know just felt uh it was it was the right time to let everyone know uh that that you know sometimes i think about the issues when uh the rest of you aren't and it was there was a some it wasn't people or anything but it was some entertainment outlet and it said Casey Musgraves has deleted all oh, yeah, pictures I saw that, yeah. of what's her Rustin what's Rustin Kelly? It was of of Rustin Kelly. Justin and Kelly? The two got yes. The two uh were married like a year and a half ago or something like that. And it's like don't report on that. <laughs> don't who's like searching someone's Instagram to be like, wait a second, there used to be more photos here. <laughs> Who's gone? Up, oh, husband's gone. Breaking. Casey Musgraves might have gotten a divorce. It's like when people were commenting on Emma Tillman's stuff after God's Favorite Customer came out, being like, hey, cool photo. While I'm here, you divorced now? <laughs> Still like the worst. It's, not it's not the worst use of social media, but a something, bad use Something that you can throw in like on a, hey, the, like officially filed for divorce. Oh, by the way, she deleted all the pictures from her Instagram profile. Sure. That's fine. But like when it's like headline, Casey Musgraves deleting pics. I found out that someone I know was dating a celebrity because the Twitter moment one time was like, uh-oh, are this celebrity and this person on the outs? And I was like, what? And I like zoomed in and I was like, what? It was the most absurd thing in the world. 
That's unbelievable. It was crazy. Yeah, it was somebody I went to college with <laughs> who I was in classes with. Like, nice, nice person. What? And I was like, wait, that person, like, and it was like, it's like a celebrity that, that you'd know, you'd know. I'll, I'll tell you. I, I've, I've, uh, I've heard. Really? Did I, yeah, did I text you, you said, about it? Like, yeah, my person what did. What the hell is this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, wild. Strangest day of my life. Uh, so I guess, uh, Instagram relationship sleuthing is uh oh that's not anything new but it's like, definitely not anything new no i'm glad that they got a, got rid of the uh the activity page because there's nothing worse than like hey this person liked this person's photos oh does that does th- not exist anymore that was a thing oh yeah that how do you think jared carabas hot water is a result of that but like no oh that's oh that's right he jared carabas found, found out that pablo sandoval was liking yeah. pics while uh in on the toilet and no, and by hot water, I didn't mean like that. Like I was liking the wrong things or something. But the people would be able to like do math and be like, "All right, that person's like sleuthing your 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 life, basically." Yeah, you don't know my life. <laughs> uh, I will. How do we I, get here? Basically, what I'm saying is, I'm in a relationship with Casey Musgraves now. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I was started with the quote of. Uh, that was the, the new Jonas Brothers song, but it more sounded like oh. it would be like a Foreigner lyric or like an Ario Speedwagon lyric. Foreigner saying, I want to know what love is. Oh, okay. Yeah, an Ario Speedwagon saying, uh, I'm going to keep on loving you. So like sure. that type of lyric, give me five more minutes. Baby, I'm not finished loving you. It's like a bad attempt at making a Foreigner Ario Speedwagon it's song. Like, um, it's basically like Happy Death Day. It's trying right, it's, to be a parody of something that was a thing 20 years ago. Right. Uh, the, the Jonas Brothers performed that song at the Grammys. Did you, you didn't watch the Grammys? Come on. I just know your audience. Oh, fuck. Oh, I'm sorry. It was... You think, like, you think I give a shit about music's biggest night? <laughs> I don't care about music's bad days. I'm not going to check out music's biggest night. That's right. It truly was music's biggest night. I saw the end of them. I saw like the last half hour. So basically, I saw all the Billie Eilish. She won everything. And she had a great speech when she won... Was it album of the year? Or rec- they they did them in the wrong order. For some reason, yeah, they didn't, didn't they announce... Finish with al- rec- didn't they finish with record? Yeah. They're like, and now, for the one that no one knows what it means, well, I let's think that, end the show. They probably ended up doing that because a lot of the times, nobody fucking knows or cares about album of the year. Because it's crazy. That's like the biggest. No, obviously, that's right. like the best picture. Yeah. But like album of the year in music, though, like it's always it's not necessarily the most popular shit. Like you're it's right. Bon Iver. Like, right. Bon Iver won it. Did uh, I think Steely Dan won it in like the 90s, like way after Steely Dan was happening. And everyone was like, well, fuck, man, we were listening to these Backstreet Boys albums getting prepped for right. this. And now you just well, now you screwed up. There was a great Onion article that was like. Uh, Grammys once again accused of only shining light on music that people listen to. Because, you know, like people, there's the, the Grammys, people are starting to talk about um, voting issues and shit, and just like some bad, unfair shit. But also, there's always the complaint of, you know, you're not really recognizing the best music. How come you're so obsessed with Taylor Swift? And it's like, because if you're talking about music now, ta- like that, right. Taylor Swift has to be there. That's what she's the she's the the Michael and, Jordan. And like, right there now. is something to say about like somebody being so popular. Yeah, like 
It's got to. They got to be doing fucking something. I used to say right. that all the time when I was in college. One of my buddies uh, was a DJ at the radio station, and he brought. He showed me all this cool music, like music that I love now. Like he was like all into Cold War Kids, uh, Clap Your Hands, Say Yeah, like really cool bands that that now not necessarily Clap Your Hands, Say Yeah. I don't know what they're doing, but like Miniature Tigers, bands that like I've really grown to to love to know and love over the years. But I'd also say to him, it'd be like. Like Billy Joel is so good that everybody knows who he yeah. is. So it's like, it's like, like maybe these bands should be more like Billy Joel. It's like you, McDonald's might not make the best hamburger in the fucking world, yeah. but they make a hamburger that's so consistent and like so appealing way of that it. everybody likes and eats it right there's a reason why max martin it's the best hamburger business in the world right there's a reason why the stuff that max martin touches usually finds its way to the top of the charts that he's the the trusted manufacturer he's the mcdonald's minus all of the cucking but billy (laughs) billy eilish won album of the year record of the year and song of the year i believe Sure. We're going to do this Grammy. I like that I like that you're yeah. asking me, a I'm person who has already admitted <laughs> with Grammys and music questions. I have a time signature question actually. I was going to bounce off your head. <laughs> also help me with that please. Uh she won so many things. Mm-hmm. Lizzo didn't win a ton. And she was nominated for the most, right? She was nominated for the most and I had my issues there because it was all songs that came out like 35 years ago. Yeah. She had a great performance to open the Grammys, and then Alicia Keys in Boys to Men did a really cool tribute to. Saw that, uh, did see that because it had to, had to do with Kobe Bryant. I watched right. her work, and that was really good. Who Alicia won? Keys, I just, I, I, I'm not an Alicia Keys fan. Yeah, but she is such a good host. Mm-hmm. She did she host the whole thing? Whole yes. Thing? Okay. This is the second year in a row she's hosted it. In both years, I've been blown away by. She's like she's the perfect host for this i wanted to host the oscars i wanted to host other stuff she's kind of like with the adele thing i'm like hey do you really like this person's voice or are they just really charming and if the answer is they're really charming have them host stuff then have them host stuff Mm. like i got no problem i think why doesn't alicia keys get like her own tv show like why doesn't she get like her own netflix show right why give her the kelly clarkson show oh yeah right i forgot kelly Kelly clarkson Clarkson got a show or you could put, pin them up against each other. Just rival musicians hosting <laughs> talk shows. Tony Danza had a talk show and he would sing on it. Ever tell you about that? Nope. I watched one episode and it ended with, at the end, when he's like saying, hey, thanks for watching. Tomorrow we got a lot of cool guests. Uh, he was st- standing by a piano and I was like, what's he doing here? And someone was playing piano and he, they, they played, he sang the show out. Did he? Did they sing uh, "Hold Me Closer," Tiny, uh, Tony Danza? No, he did. Uh, hey, tomorrow's episode, we're gonna have Pete Blackburn, Angelina Jolie, and Florence Pugh. It's been a great time. Thank you, everybody. Oh, fuck have a good day. Angelina Jolie. How lucky could one guy be? That's pretty I cool. I kissed her and she kissed him. Yeah, <laughs> actually, That's pretty cool. Now man. I say it back, it was super cool. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm I want to start idea. doing that. Just like <laughs> singing out at the end of anything. I mean, be like, right, we were talking gathering. about gathering. Okay, guys, got to head out. Got work, which is what you always say when you're leaving a family <laughs> gathering, when you have a weird work schedule and nobody can know for sure whether you have work. Uh, you, I mean, we were talking about before we started uh, recording this show, like we, we've got to be more careful about not uh, hitting those, uh, getting in trouble with the takedown notices or whatever from the, the, sh- the songs on the show. Oh, right. Why don't you just cover them? 
We should. We can do that. Yeah. It would take a second, but we could do it. We just do it a cappella at the end of the show. I like it. Um, did you see the Grammys? The Boys the Men did some acapella stuff with Alicia Keys. I did Keys. see that. Yeah, I told cool. you. Cool. The one part I watched. Uh, who won Best New Artist? Best New Artist was, I believe, Billie Eilish. Now I'm going to check. Uh, Grammy winners. Which, 20, again, 20. I mean, we've touched on this. Not new. I Oh, totally. And I was, I was watching it, and we were like, let me see. Best New Artist was Billie Eilish. And the other nominees included Lil Nas X, Lizzo, uh, Maggie Rogers, and there was a consensus of, don't give it to Maggie Rogers. Really? Yeah. I mean, she's, I think. I know that Best New Artist means if they came out within the last three decades, then they qualify as Best New Artist. But again, Alaska was 2015. For like the her purpose. biggest song came out like five years ago. It's not her biggest song. Alaska? Light on is definitely her biggest song. Really? Yeah, no doubt. Maybe because it, it was her biggest. song. Alaska was her like was breakout song. Yo, I thought you were gonna say that. Uh, no, Light, Light on, on was. wasn't, but like Alaska was her breakout song. That's a song that she played for Pharrell. Right, and then that was a hit. Let's see if if we can get any chart information on. Uh, let me uh, let me let me uh, put it on Apple Music because they they list the tracks in order of like popularity. Um, okay, Alaska, Alaska and Light On both went gold. Um, on the Apple Music charts, Light On is her number one. Alaska number two. Gotcha. Alaska peaked at uh, number thirteen in adult contemporary what? and. Number 15 in U.S. Alt-Digital. Light On was 9 in U.S. Alt-Digital. Okay. So I suppose that makes sense. Like the the song after the song, like the hit yeah, after the Yeah, the song the after the breakout. Is yeah. the, the big one. At any rate, she had a top song, a very successful song in 2016. But I feel like it also, okay, it was. It was released in, in 2016. At any rate, that's still th- four years ago. That now. was a really long time ago. If we're going by definition, the best new artist is Lil Nas X. By like, who is the most successful? Who had that? By that like big, the best oh, new like, artist broke out in this yeah. last year. Yeah, I was very. I would have been very happy for Lil Nas X. I was happy for Billy Eilish. Was he shut out? What's that? Was he shut out? Lil Nas X. Oh, let me see. Uh, Lil Nas. I'll tell you if we want to do a little Lil Nas X heat check. His outfit was... Yeah, I mean, he's a fit king now. Oh, for sure. He looked terrific. Let's see. Lil Nas X. I'm doing a control F and rifling through these. Old Town Road won for Best Pop Duo Group Performance, the remix with Billy Ray Cyrus. Uh, Best Music Video is Old Town Road. I agree with that. And I think that's it. I mean, uh, if... Again, I'm not the music... I'm not the music... Yeah, I'm not the music guy here, but like... It, that should have won best record of the year. Yeah, that should have won best song. That should have won. I, I wanted, but I'm glad uh, that he is Grammy Award winner. Yes, Lil Nas, Lil Nas X, now. X uh, mainly for the chaos. It's going to infuriate everybody. Yeah, I mean, but like at the same time, I, get I love the chaos. Like, that's not a when people are like, as long as we're acknowledging, like that's a bad song. No, no it's, it's not. not. <laughs> it's a good song. Yeah. He made a super. He cool made song. the most accessible 
cool song of yeah. the year. He made the most accessible country song, and country is so accessible that you hate it. It's yes. so accessible that it is the dumbest thing in the world. It's like it's like someone trying to stimulate you with one plus one. You're going to be annoyed when every everything is, hey, what's one plus one? What's one plus one? So you're like, okay, I need something... And I love the people I don't see coming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I love the people that being like, "This isn't country." It's like, well, the country that you want to be country is the exact same country that's just been smashed over your head nonstop for the past five, six, seven, eight years. Like I, I, I hate being that person who like who yucks other people's yums. Yeah, but I just don't understand how the country that is popular is so popular because it is so fucking bad and soulless. It's so soulless. Soulless is a good way of putting it. That if you if it's meant to be shit, man, it's it's not for me. Um, and that's not to say like all country sucks because it definitely does not. And yeah, of but course. like the the pop, the so much of the pop the, country has been has been so bad yeah. for the past ten years. I, well, one of the best albums this past year was a country album. The High Woman was mm-hmm. awesome, and last year uh, the Highway was it the Highway High Women high, or Highway Women? The High Women, okay. like uh, so, the Highway Men was the a movie. No, it was the super group. So okay. this was so this was like a uh, it's not like a oh. reboot of the Highwaymen, but it's their like, own version, right? So the high the Highwaymen was uh, Chris Christopherson, Willie Nelson, uh, was Johnny Cash in there? Uh, the high the Men was also a 2019 Netflix film. Uh, the Highwaymen was Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, and Willie Nelson. So Damn. I got two and a half of them. Correct. And then the High Women is Brandy Carlisle, Marin Morris. Um, I just stink at everything. Uh, but that was a great album. And I thought the, the best album overall last year was a country album, it, uh, Casey Musgraves' Golden Hour. So awesome country is still happening. I mean, Father John Misty certainly dips into country and shit like that. So you can do it, but the super top 40 country stuff is rough so i love it being disrupted a by a gay black kid because Mm -hmm. that for some reason infuriated everybody didn't see that for some reason right (laughs) didn't didn't see that coming with the the country charts that were like whoa 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 so beyonce put out a, a a country song but is it really country yes play it please yeah but we're just not sure if it's country why it's acoustic guitar and three-part harmony. Yeah, I don't know, though. It's just like... <laughs> I can't put my finger on it. Is it, like, really country? So, the, if anything, the last few years have really shined a light on country radio. Let's uh, let's clean it up a little bit. Let's let's get a little better. Anyway, shout out Lil Nas X. And he just seems like the sweetest fucking kid yeah, in the world. Yeah, absolutely. So, I love that guy. Congratulations and like, somehow. Him. Like became this overnight success and like embraced it and s- like stayed tolerable. Yeah, like he's just like this dude. And Panini's a dope ass song. Yeah, I, don't know if I know any other songs by him, but Panini's great. Haim did a a terrific yeah, cover j- of it. He just like seems like a rare case of somebody just finding overnight success and like staying humble and yeah. like being just a cool ass dude. One rough moment. So I saw the end of the Grammys, and then I started to rewatch the beginning of it, and I watched maybe half the first half hour. Mm-hmm. Lizzo opens it, does a great job. Alicia Keys comes out, 
sings with boys to men. That's great. And then at some point they have to kind of like transition back to everything that they've had planned for weeks and months and whatever. So they go to the next thing. It's Blake Shelton. And it was Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani making eyes at each other. And I'm like, man, not right now. <laughs> you had to do Kobe it. Kobe died. Yeah. It, it, it was just, and I didn't know what I I'm wanted I'm happy it was Blake place. Shelton, though. What's to that? be honest, I'm happy it was Blake Shelton. Why? Like, <laughs> like if had... somebody had to fall on the sword, I'm oh, glad. Right. It, I'm glad it wasn't somebody that I like. Yeah, I think that that everybody, probably Blake included, would say, "Well, that was rough." <laughs> but like somebody had to be the the, yeah. the guy after the the that yeah. that replaces. You know, in like the when you say in sports, you never want to be the guy like whoever the, the guy next after Patriots the guy quarterback yeah. is. You don't want to be the guy after the guy. Yeah. Blake Sheldon had to be the guy after the moment. Yeah. And I don't know. We've seen a lot of Blake Sheldon. And there, there may be some Chalamet fatigue settling in with the whole Blake Sheldon thing. That's the last time that we'll ever compare Timothy Chalamet to Blake Sheldon. That's what you think. <laughs> the night is young. Uh, so that's, I guess that's all that we have to say about the Grammys. Anything else happen? Did you watch? The Grammys? Yes. Did not. Uh the, I haven't I haven't watched it in the fifteen minutes since you last asked me. I don't know you and your phone. You're you're always doing something on that thing. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, did did you see? <laughs> you see when Jonas Brothers sang that song I was talking about though. I did because you sent it to me. What'd you think? I don't I don't like really know what like the what i was talking about yeah when i said, I said it was just you like, like check it out man <laughs> yeah that's it you didn't say like hey check out this thing but like them going down the stairs it doesn't like the vo- one of their voices cracks or something okay so they someone an engineer or somebody set a sound person set one of their auto tunes to the wrong key and auto tune people think that it that auto-tune like exposes when you sing wrong, but that's not necessarily what it does. It's just like an uh, auto-correction, right? It's you can you can make it if you want to do it like T-Pain, you can turn it up uh, to a setting which is just chromatic, which means it goes to any note, whichever one's the closest to the one that you sang, and then it snaps to that. And if you make it very very sensitive, it makes you sound like a robot because nobody can sing completely perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, where it's more commonly used to actually like correct vocals is you can set it to a scale. So you'll say, okay, this song is in the key of A and it's, okay, we're going to make the scale A major. So if you're singing, it will hit whatever, it'll go to whatever notes in that scale are near what you're singing. Mm-hmm. But if you set it to the wrong scale, then it means it's going to take it to notes that have no business being in that song and seemingly that's what happened with the jonas brothers because this happened oh jesus uh and that is uh which is that joe i don't know do you know the jonas brothers i know joe nick and kyle i was gonna say kevin Yes, I think that's is right. Is Kevin the other one? Yeah. Lance. Anyway. <laughs> I was going. I was just going for the most random name. Whichever that I could one think wasn't of. Nick was and there's one that really just kind of hangs in the back and plays guitar. I think that's Kevin. 
So not the sex by the ocean person. That's uh, that's Joe. That's Joe Jones. So Joe was the one that was singing that, okay. and that happened. My friend texted me during. He was like, "Yo, the Jonas bro, the Joe Bros have done it again." Had no idea what he was talking about, <laughs> but I assumed there was some sort of flub in an award show. So I guess I had an okay idea of what he was talking about. Uh, watched it back. Hilarious. But everyone's takeaway from that was apparently Nick Jonas had food in his teeth during it. Did he? So it was like. Grammy fail. Look what the Jonas Brothers did. And then you click on it. It's like, he's got had some greens in his teeth, idiot. <laughs> Which I mean, legitimately, that fail, like that, uh, that like auto tune fail there, isn't the Jonas Brothers' fault, right? That means that kid was probably singing it right, right. But and, anybody who like who like likes the Jonas Brothers probably yeah. is going to blame it on the Jonas Brothers. Going to be like, oh, they sound t- sounded terrible, right? Or the or the people just do the thing of, oh, you used auto tune. That means you're bad. Mike Mike from Woober thing. Oh yeah, for yeah sure. that's a big move. From oh, Mike let me tell Uber. you, Freddie. If Freddie Mercury were around right now, he'd be using the shit out of auto tune. Of course, he's a super sure innovative already, dude. Pretty sure he already he did. How I, I want to break free? Uh, is no, no auto tune there? No auto tune was invented in like ninety seven. I want to okay. say or like the the nineties. Maybe was, maybe like uh, it was invented by of, the army accidentally. What? Yeah. The I forget what they were trying to measure something and it I don't even think it was like audio signals but they found some sort of like adjustment scale thing or something. and they were like yo this I think we have the new post-it notes on our hand <laughs> I wonder if it was like a remastered version of like some of the Queen songs that I've listened to really yeah and they, I swear that like I've heard heard it and been like is that auto tuned Freddie used auto tune. <laughs> Freddie so can't hang. Um, so that's the Grammys talk, unless you saw them. I don't have any other takeaways, to be honest with you. <laughs> those are, all right, those are Pete's Grammy. All, I, all the, I didn't have many notes. Name of the episode, <laughs> Pete's Grammy takeaways. Hope you, uh, parentheses, uh, with Pete Blackburn, buckle up. <laughs> um, We've uh, we've been knocking out the little mini episodes for the Best Picture nominees. Hope you guys are checking those out. I'll say we're having a lot of fun with them. We are. These uh, like five to 12 minute episodes of things that we've already talked about. But if but we just kind of zoom out for a little bit and talk about it all. And I'll say like we've done them for two years before mm-hmm. this year. And like there we had a lot less steam coming in. To this year, where it was like, oh man, we gotta. Oh, like before, shoot. like before, we were like, like a month beforehand, we were like planning out. Yeah. Like, here's when we'll release these ones. Make here's these when's... scales and whatnot. And it's funny because like we knocked out all the movies right this year before like the nominations came out. Uh, so we had all the time in the world to do these, but so we had a little less steam coming in. But I think we're having the most fun that we've ever had with them. I agree. And listeners, Patreon people, whatever, uh, give us some feedback on this. I like these ones because I feel that it's just like a free flowing discussion. Right. It's just like a I need something about this movie, and it should cover most bases. Where it's not, if you haven't listened to them, it's not as what grade do you give this? It's the, we don't talk about grades or anything. We just talk about the the movie for a little bit. And if you've seen the movie, it's just like a nice little post conversation. We've brought up stuff that I don't think we'd brought up before bob and, odenkirk uh, in uh in little women uh for example yes. bob odenkirk in little women uh we had a blast doing the ford versus ferrari one we had a blast doing the irishman one and we're continuing to to knock them out so give those a listen next week our episode is going to be 
a just a big Oscars preview where we do picks and discussion for best picture, best actor, actress, supporting, director, the whole nine. Maybe we'll get into uh, best original score if one of us isn't so hot on the, the music element <laughs> of any of the movies. I His assume... biggest complaint on most of the movies is there was music in it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, We're not uh, going to say who it I was. Might, I might have to, uh, or this person might have to be out on movies if they continue <laughs> going in <laughs> the direction much. of music. For If we put out those cards like we did last year that just say, like, here's what we thought of the movie, and then we did some pros and cons. Uh, the pros for all of them were <laughs> not Bohemian Rhapsody. Cons for all of them was too much. We should do too much music. <laughs> Too much music. If I, mean, I wanted I'll, music, I'd go to a concert. Or <laughs> I go to too I, much music. If I wanted uh, music, I'd watch Bohemian Rhapsody. And then one of the pros is going to be not Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> if I wanted, uh, if I wanted a, li- uh, a lot of talking with a little bit, little bit of music interspersed, I'd go to a Father John Misty concert. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's so good. Uh, yeah, I think uh, we we've abandoned a little bit of the structure on the the. Uh, the music or the movie reviews, the many ones, but the next week's episode is definitely going to have like, we're going in on the Oscars preview and we're going to, uh, I would assume that we're going to kind of lay out our picks for not only the Oscars, but our picks for like the best movies of the year, because we had discussed our favorites, but not the best. So we'll go, uh, some of our, fa- our best yeah. of next, next week. And then also, I think we should we should probably go in on some of the betting because I'm definitely going to bet the Oscars. Yeah, and I know we had a brief discussion on that beforehand, but uh, uh, we'll have our picks f- for next week, and and uh, it should be a lot of fun. We've also got some. Um, we've got an update on the best movies currently on Amazon Prime Video. Let's let's run through them. Uh, Silence of the Lambs, 1991. Nice. It's in 118 minutes, and Jodie Foster is in it. Midsommar, 2019. Hell yeah. I would, but I already own it. The Virgin Suicides, 1999. I remember that title, but I don't remember that movie. Who's in it? This is five girls who make a suicide pact after the youngest sibling kills. I, I don't want that movie. That sounds bad. I, we're adding that to the worst thing you could watch. <laughs> I hate that. A quiet place. 2018. You can check that out on Amazon prime video. The Avengers 2012. Maybe I'll dip into that. The Avengers. Yeah. That Maybe doesn't seem that like out. your kind of thing. Maybe I'll check that out. Um, fast color. 2018. The last black man in San Francisco. 2019. So we've discussed this. A lot of a 24 films on, on uh, Amazon Prime right now. Suspiria? Yeah, the, a, the A stands for Amazon. Amazon 24. It's just Amazon Prime is 24. For 24 hours. 24 movies. <laughs> Suspiria, 2018. Dakota Johnson plays Susie, a young dancer who arrives at a prestigious academy where disturbing, disturbing happenings begin to take place. Interesting. What's that? I've never heard of that movie. I don't know. But Dakota Johnson, you're a fan. I love Dakota Johnson. It's a Wonderful Life, nine forty six. Who the hell's watching that? Who's watching It's a Wonderful Life in February? It's a good call. Uh, I, I believe they have It's a Wonderful Life in color too, on Amazon Prime. Even more boring. Short Term Twelve. Short Term Twelve is fucking unbelievable. Really? Absolutely. 
That's with uh, Brie Larson. Brie Larson, and it would appear Lakeith Stanfield. Yep. That movie is Remy unbelievable. Malik. One of the most underrated movies of the past decade. Mid-90s. Great movie. So that's... that's Amazon right now is cornering the market on movies that start with mid that I really like. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Lady Bird. Hereditary. Ooh, I could check out Hereditary. Don't. I don't want to. First Reformed. All right, I don't care about any of this anymore. Um, how are you doing on seeing the remaining movies you need to see? Uh, I need to see Judy and Pain and Glory and I believe... Mr. Rogers? Have seen it. I've seen Mr. Rogers. I've seen Pain and Glory. I saw Judy and liked to quite liked it. It's hashtag better than Rocket Man. Okay. And Renee Zellweger absolutely deserves best actress for it god i hate that i'm not uh, a, i'm not you a don't want to see that movie i i, I don't want to see that movie and i don't like renee zellweger she's really good in it damn it i that upsets me yeah it's it's good and there's it's it's not a great movie but it's it's good you're gonna enjoy it will i, I enjoy I mean, it don't like i don't like music you don't like music and you don't like renee zellweger so will i enjoy it i think i think you're gonna uh, really dig it is it a good story at least Oh yeah, it's about okay. yeah, it's about I know someone it's who's about been Judy on Garland, drugs their yeah. whole life right before they're about to die. It's just a real, real, real pull your heartstrings, real feel good movie. It's the best. I mean, you could have said the same thing about Bohemian Rhapsody, and that movie sucked. That's true. That's true. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna knock him out in the next uh, next week or so. But I'm I'm not feeling the pressure just because there's not a lot of work to be done. Yeah, I'm gonna knock those out. I've. Um, Although I just I want to watch like Parasite again, and I want to watch uh, I want to watch Jojo Rabbit again. I just yeah. want to rewatch all these movies as they come out on demand. But I'm like, David, work. Do what you need to do first. Work. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. Do your homework, mm-hmm. and then you want to go play video games. I guess like the real one that I have to see is uh, is Pain and Glory because I need to know where Antonio Antonio Banderas stacks up in that Best Actor category. Right. That's because. Good call. You know, I I said I've said on record I wouldn't be mad if Jonathan Price won. I think there's been pushback on that. A lot of people not favoring that, um, but you know we'll see. Adam Driver, I, I right now is my pick. Love him for should win, but I think that Joaquin Phoenix is going to win. But I do I do need to see uh, Pain and Glory just to see where Antonio Banderas falls. Yeah, um, want to do a uh, want to do a music festival heat check? Oh, absolutely! This is a big music episode for I know, it sucks for PD quarter notes. <laughs> what, what, which we got? Uh, PD eighth notes? <laughs> sure. That's not a. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some options for a music nickname. Right. Uh, PD uh, staccato Pete. No. PD eighth notes. That's a, that's a, that's okay. That sounds like, like PDA. That, I feel yeah. I also feel like that could be like insinuate that I'm a drug dealer. Like oh eighth notes yeah okay uh, it's like yo let me get an eighth note uh, how about well, like Petey pipes or something half measure Pete or uh, that just sounds like I'm in Breaking Bad cor- uh, let's see what's his, what's a music term that's uh, Piccolo Pete <laughs> uh, old Piccolo Pete he's always <laughs> playing music Piccolo Pete's okay. No, it's, it's it's not the best of the bunch so far. Yeah. Um, let's see, uh, PD percussion pants, P- percussion Pete. That's that's okay. Uh, tri- 
PD triplets. I don't like doing the like Davy blank or yeah. PD blank. That's that's kind of played. That's literally the only ones that you're throwing out right now. I know. That's <laughs> why I don't like them so far. Uh, let's see. D- double, uh, double, double bass pedal, Pete. No, we'll we'll think we'll we'll think about it. Anyway, back to double bass pedal, Pete's <laughs> music episode. Uh, little music festival heat check. Boston Calling just came out with its lineup uh, after a long, long, long wait. People were really a slow reveal. Yeah, they, they they revealed the headliners a while they ago. They revealed two headliners a while ago. They said it had Foo Fighters and Red Hot Chili Peppers, and then shortly after, Red Hot Chili Peppers replaced uh, Josh Klinghoffer with John Frusciante again. So it was like, all right, they got Foo Fighters and they got the real Red Hot Chili Peppers. So that seemed exciting. And then they leaked out. They somebody leaked out. Rage is going to be there. So then people got really really excited. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the lineup came out, and the rest of the lineup is, fine. I would say, it's solid. N- it's, yeah, it's it's not an amazing undercard. It's but, top heavy for sure, right? And seemingly their plan is to just get tippity tippity top headliners and have crazy expensive tickets and hope that, that works out. And honestly. It's a bold strategy. Let's see how it plays out for them. I don't know if people are going to buy a lot of $450 tickets to see all that. One of my coworkers made an excellent point. If you're spending, if you're going to see Rage Against the Machine, because you love Rage Against the Machine, and Rage Against, and you, you identify with Rage Against the Machine, their music means something to you, and you're spending $450 you're on fighting a ticket, against, you're like then being so counterproductive to where everything hate you. Yeah. yeah. You are keeping the machine's belly yeah. so full. You are so going against what they stand for. I think it's such an interesting it it's such an interesting point. point. I don't know if I'm going to go. So, here's the thing. Like if I'm going to spend $450, if I'm going to spend close to $500 for a weekend of music, which is a vacation. Exactly. That's like a that's like an okay weekend vacation. Yeah. Uh, if I'm going to spend that much money, it's probably not going to be in the city that I live in. Right. And like it's going to be at a music festival where there's more to it than Boston Calling. Right. Boston Calling is pretty much just the music. Yeah. And I maybe it's just because like we're on vacation when we go to Lollapalooza or yeah. we go to somewhere or Austin City Limits, but it's it's like almost as much about just the experience of being in that place. Yeah. And it would be so hard for me to commit to spending that much money for Boston When you've calling. seen it before and you've been there, right. and I, I, t- I totally know what you're saying, and the idea of, like, hey, let's dip out for a few hours and go to a bar or go get a bite to eat. When you're in your hometown, that's like, yeah. it's, a more, it's probably it's more like... Go to the like, same place that we've been to uh, like well, you a know what? fucking dozen times. Let's go to a bar or something. Oh, okay, well, if we're heading out, I should probably go home and walk my dog yeah. and like shit like that, so... I don't know what I don't know if people are going to go and what's going to happen, but I also, mean, those are some choice headliners. Also, yeah, but also this is the exact kind of lineup card that I hate because it's good enough to pique my interest, yeah, and good enough to be like, damn, I kind of want to go, but it's not good enough for me to be able to justify that price where I need to go. And you're going to have FOMO the days. Exactly. Off. I remember that happened last year. I didn't go at all, and there was one day that I was like, man. If I 
I, I kind of wish I'd gotten a ticket and I didn't go and I just had pretty bad FOMO. I'm sure I, it's going to happen this year, but I feel like what's going to end up happening is that I'm probably going to end up buying like a single day ticket to just Sunday. Yeah. Um, I want to see, see the Bridgers. Yeah. I want to see Phoebe Bridgers. I want to see the 1975 probably end up staying for red hot chili peppers mm. um oh yeah if I, if I were there i would definitely see, i wasn't i didn't need to see red hot chili peppers when we saw them at lollapalooza because that it wasn't their their proper lineup but now that john Frashanti's back i would happily happily see them um but like i mean saturday i think is the weakest day yeah run the jewels i love raging run the, the machine and rage i love the same day is a smart move for them oh absolutely um but Friday's pretty good too because they have the struts. Um, they have Sharon Van Etten, uh, Pops, yes. Jason Isbell. Friday has the best undercard. I would. Yeah, say. I would say. Yeah. Friday has the best undercard, but Sunday has undercard artists that I want to see the most. Like it's I more would, appealing to your interests, right? Like I'd rather see I'd rather see Phoebe Bridgers than Sharon Van Etten, but Sharon Van Etten is Friday with Jason Isbell and a bunch of other mm-hmm. acts I'd want to see. So. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll go to one. Maybe I'll go to a couple. I don't know. But then like, I look at... So it's $450 for a ticket. Then I look at Oceaga, which is $250 for the weekend. And it's like just as good, if not better. And that's what? Montreal? And yeah. And you're like... Montreal's great too. Yeah. And it's not that far away. Right. Like- I actually thought about it. I looked at it and I was like, man... So Kendrick is Sunday there. Foo Fighters, I think, and on Friday. I was like, I could go Friday. I could buy a weekend pass, go Friday, take Saturday off to do Montreal stuff, and then dip back in for Sunday. And from everything that I've heard, yeah. like Oceaga is a much more well-run festival. Oh, totally. It's it's on its own island, and like once you get there, you're there. But it's so it's it's a great time. Like Boston Calling has gotten much much better over mm-hmm. the past couple of years, but it's still not that well run. Like, I'm sure there are going to be issues that pop up. And, like, when you're paying $450, you don't want to deal with that shit. If you're paying $450, you want a very clean, pristine experience at at the festival. And I just don't know if you're going to get that from Boston Calling. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's Pete's music episode. 